Today's episode of the Middle Diamond Podcast is proudly brought to you by our brand new partner, 442 Strike, your number one destination to get the best and authentic kits for a great price. They have the highest quality modern and retro kits that you can show off to all your friends. They also have free shipping, which shows just how great they really are. Make sure you check them out at 442 Strike on Instagram to secure your favorite kits. Back again, the middle diamond. Been a while, but we're back. And we've got a different lineup this time. Again, there's only three of us. I'm joined by Josh, as always. Josh, how are you? Yeah, I'm alright. It's good to be back. Unfortunately, cold boys. Sorry not to be here tonight. We're going for the dog. I've got other things to do here. We won't forget, mate. We won't forget. Uh, yeah, Papa, Koozie, they're, they're out. Super sub, John A, my brother, is in. John A, how are you going? I'm well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. That's right, mate. Yeah. Um, if, for those that don't know, he's actually a physio. He's always my physio. Alec like, Comets, like yeah, best, best best in the business. So yeah, if you got some tight tight calves, John is the man. Um, yeah, happy to be here, John. Excited. I am. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a long time listener. Yeah, how's it feel to be? Yeah, you didn't really have a choice there, but <laughs> <laughs> how does it feel to be on the best football podcast in the world? Feels good. So, uh, want to see uh, how it goes? Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's not tiptoe around it. Euros coming up this week. It's it's, it's tournament football. We've missed it. It's a year delayed, but yeah, it's finally upon us. Josh, I know you. I know you're keen as mustard. Oh, I can't wait. This it's just that time. It's just that time every four years. You know, every two years, I should say, because every time it's a World Cup or Euros, it's just that different sensation, different type of feeling. Obviously, last year we've been good together. Last year, after such a shitty year everyone had, but you know what? It is what it is. We get to have the beautiful game back. I don't know. It's going to be interesting being like all over Europe. You know, I mean, you know, I don't know how. I still don't know how I feel about that. I think. Being on the other side of the world here, it's not going to matter as much to us. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're just going to be watching games in stadiums. Yeah, but, but normally yeah. it's not the same. Like even for example, like Russia, and you know the World Cup in Russia, like you just could tell. Like yeah, it's Russia. Like you can say yeah, you can say Russia 2018. Like yeah, not even that, but like they just fucking turned up. Like, yeah, they had goal players that hit the ranks. Like fans were there. Share, share like, stuff. They had like home ground advantage. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's always something iconic about having yeah. a major competition in um, a certain country. Yeah. Obviously, out of all times to pick to do it across Europe, they probably pick the worst time possible yeah. during the middle of a pandemic. But um, I think it opens up a lot of unfairness as well. Because reality is if England get make a semi-final, they've got two home games. Well, that's what yeah. I was that's what I was gonna say. I'm pretty sure that's what all three group games at home um, so at Wembley and, and um, yeah so to Denmark they've got all three games in, mm. in Denmark so I think yeah there's a bit of a bit of an there could be an advantage there when you've got some some teams that are travelling all around the place some have a home ground advantage so yeah, yeah it would be interesting to see Jono you keen? Absolutely um, look it's in this national tournament it's been a year delayed um, definitely looking forward to it and it'll live up to all the expectations um, like I said look, a year delayed yeah, it's gonna be a big one. Well, let's get let's get into it. We've got we've got a bit of a bit of a prediction show lined up, but we're gonna go through all the categories. We'll start straight into it, Josh. Who is gonna win Euro twenty twenty? Uh, it'd be rude not to say it to me. I'm trying to find these stats out for another day. But look, uh, for my whole lifetime, I haven't seen a team free flowing attacking me as is Liar at the moment. Like these young kids like Chiesa, what's his name? Baredi, Barella, Barella, and there's um. Just like people like Variety and all that, they always turn up 
defensively on the on the side of things. Donnarumma was looking for a new club. He's going to have a big tournament. Touch wood. He's going to have a fucking big one. Chiellini, Bonucci, all ballers. Florenzi's there. He's always made his mark in range of competitions. So I generally think if they're going to win the Euros, it's now. Yeah, it's now. Yeah. And I wouldn't even class fast as an underdog. I generally think my favourite. Yeah, that's what I think. A lot of people have been saying like Italy is a dark horse, but I think enough people are talking about him for you guys to be. In, in and around one of, as one of the favourites. My, my only thing is, I think, if you guys are to go deep, um, Chiellini and Bonucci are getting old. And if you guys do get... Because you're not your traditional sit back and you know mm-hmm. sit deep anymore. You're counter-attacking. You guys have got some proper ballers. Literally. And Mancini's more of an attacking-minded coach. We saw that at City. Um, exactly. Yeah, I think, yeah, that it'll just be interesting to see whether Chiellini and Bonucci can hold up for the... You know, for four, six, uh, seven games, sorry, in in four weeks, and whether they've got that in them, I, I think they probably do. Um, and yeah, if you, if the draw, you know, falls in your favour, if you know, you you, need, you do need luck in these tournaments. So sometimes, if it's meant to be, it's meant to be. So and that's the thing. Like, we've got all three games at home. We should only be dropping proof stage games. Every time we play, play, I always say, well, my whole lifetime, I've seen us drop some rubbish game in a group stage. Like, EG twenty sixteen lost to Ireland. Ireland, yeah. Twenty what was it? Twenty ten the World Cup. We. You didn't make the you didn't make the knockouts. So yeah, so twenty ten we drew in New Zealand, twenty fourteen, well we lost to Uruguay, some yeah. some shambles, some shambles like that. But yeah, yeah you guys came third in your group by one, yeah. yeah. Costa Rica got three. I think if look, I see us scoring goals. I so definitely see us scoring goals. Well, that's the other thing. Speaking of scoring goals, people like Immobile, people like Lotti, they they never turn off the three. I'm seeing them turn off the three. Yeah. And that's the thing, like you need these players here who are world beaters in the league. Mobile scores 20 plus goals a season. Belotti tears up every year. You hit Belotti's worth 75 mil. Never mm. goes anywhere, but he's always worth 75 mil. He's basically start turning up on an international basis. My my thing as well is, um, you know, you, you guys are in an interesting group. Like, mm. you guys are probably the clear, you, you would be the clear favourites, yeah. but... It's not an easy one. <laughs> yeah, you, you got... It's probably the second toughest one. Yeah, that's the thing, because, you know, Turkey, people have been calling them a dark horse. Switzerland have got a bit of firepower. Mm. Uh, no, and, Swiss and Swiss always hold their own. Yeah, and you, you get guys like Shaka and Shakiri that come to mind. They always turn up in tournaments, yeah, exactly. especially especially Shakiri. He always turns up. Um, and Wales, I don't have high expectations of them, but you know when you've got Gareth Bale and he always turns it on for Wales. When you've got Gareth Bale, you've got a chance. So it'll be. I think, you know, think Reigns is going to have a big tournament as well. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. In, I remember him in Euro twenty sixteen. He was class. And then yeah, they've got you know other Hal Robson Kanu is not in the squad, so that'll be. A, <laughs> yeah, he scored. He was on fire. Yeah, he was class. Yeah, Johnny, anything to add there? I think it's really hard to look past any of the big three in Group F. Yeah. Um, especially with that third place playoff, you can't look past France, Germany. Um, even the depth that Portugal provide. Um, yeah, for me, it's really hard to look past any of those three. I can really see a Germany masterclass coming on. Uh, especially being the last tournament for Joachim Lowe. Um, you know, I wouldn't be disappointed if Germany won it because at the end of the day, everyone would probably take the hat off and display their brilliance. Um. <laughs> yeah, if it, if it I, I, I reckon, look, if Hungary, if Hungary do something, like a sad opinion of a couple people, I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. That's the thing yeah. is, I reckon if they had, uh, I reckon if it, we're, we're going to go into like young part of the tournament later, I, if, if he was fit, I would have said Shobber's life. Because yeah, he is a proper baller. Yeah. He's injured, yeah. Um, and he took them. Yeah, he got. He carried them. Well. He carried them yeah. there. Um, I do. I think with Germany, he's he's done. He's done the smart thing, bringing Hummels back in and bringing Muller as well, yeah. getting them back into the fold. Experienced heads, World Cup winners. Um, yeah, they've been a, 
a joke defensively since the 2018 World Cup, since since Euro 2016. I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, in my opinion, Jeremy is good. Yes, sir. Ozil? Yeah. There's no creativity at all. Like, I was watching in the World Cup, they didn't even look like scoring. Yeah. Jeremy did not work scoring. And in those competitions, that, yeah, it's all good to be defensively solid, but you, you need yeah, to score yeah, you need to have, yeah, exactly. You actually, need, you need to score goals because if you don't, there's problems. And when you've got the firepower like they do now, yeah, that's what that's that's the only thing I'm thinking. If they play a four-two-three-one, or you know, and with if you've got a midfield of Kimmich, Cruz, and then Muller at, at the ten, if you want, and then if you're playing, you know, Nabri, Sane, and Werner or Havertz or something like that, like that's that's, that's, that's scary. Thing, like, he for that squad there, that's played those players say it doesn't matter what formation you play. Yeah. You expect it to score goals. And this is where Sonic Havertz probably needs to step up. Yeah, he scored one goal, scored one good goal this season. Yeah, like he, he, this is this is where those players make their names. This is in my opinion where an animal player makes an animal name. In my if if that makes sense. Yeah. Because people are burning up, people are having this. If I don't turn up again, when Germany are on the slope, they're yeah. on the decline at the moment. People must start That's when you start asking the questions. But um yeah, no, I, don't, I think someone like Kim is going to have a final tournament. Yeah, yeah, I, just, I, I agree there. You know what I mean? It's a star in the making, it's a full arm in the making, probably even a Trump better. Yeah. Arguably. But, um, I yeah, think, I, I think the difference between them two is they've realised how good Kimmich is in midfield. So, whereas Lam didn't play midfield until the later yeah, years of exactly. his career. So, yeah, I think, yeah, Kimmich, Kim, Kimmich is widely regarded as one of the best passers. If you've got Kimmich and Cruz, you'll pass anyone to death. Like, that, they, it's just. Those two on the ball are so silky and so class. Um, yeah, I want to talk about I want to talk about Belgium. Now, you know they they've got their golden generation. They've got a I think Roberto Martinez is a, is a very good coach. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've always said I remember in the World Cup against Jono, I always said I, they don't seem like winners to me. They I feel like they've got a choke yeah, for the amount of talent they've got. They should be winning a tournament, mm-hmm. and I think they missed the boat in uh, you know twenty eighteen because Alderweireld was better. Vertonghen was yeah, better. They, they had company. They had company as well. Yeah, sixteen. They missed the boat as well. So, um, what, what do we think of Belgium? We've all, they've obviously got heaps of firepower going forward. You know, Lukaku is probably the informed striker in in European football. I think we're looking at it. This could be their last chance to yeah. capitalize, just with the amount of players that they've got. I mean, someone like Hazard will probably turn it on when he puts the Belgium kit on. But again, he hasn't had the. He hasn't really had a good season. He hasn't really played too much. Been out of form for the last twelve months with everything going on, um, but then you can look at someone like Lukaku who's just had a brilliant season. De Bruyne, just want to get from player of the year. but he's also been injured in that final. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a that's a farce anyway. So <laughs> you know, it depends if he comes back. Um, you could definitely have them as a favorite. Yeah, as well. Just, I, I, yeah. I, I, wor- I worry about them defensively. Yeah, I, I really yeah. do. And you can see in the World Cup as well that we can see they conceded two goals to Tunisia. They conceded two goals to Japan. Uh, you know, like I'll, I'll worry about you know having Carrasco as a wing back, yeah. having Hazard uh, talking Hazard you as say, a wing back. You say that you want, I still think Carrasco is an absolute baller. You know, I agree, but at the end of the day, if you're you if you're going to be under the pump at some stages because it's a okay. tournament, anything can happen, and you're relying on you know they've still got Thomas Vermaelen in the squad who I don't think he's kicked the ball. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know he's. I thought he retired. I genuinely didn't know he was still playing. And that's the thing, like players like Munier, for example. I would say Carrasco. Like even Couture, these boys here, they're ballers, they're world beaters. It's their last time, last chance to step up. And these experienced players, like you said, you've got Adam Arlo there, you've got um, Vertonghen, even some like Tielemans as well. Mm. These boys don't step up, and they will knock anyone new winning something anytime soon. Yeah, but that's the thing. Like <clears throat> 2016, they had players like Nasser Chadwick, for example, step up. Mm. 
You know what I mean? That young Lukaku step up. But when the, when the games get big and there's young, like, they lost to Wales, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, they did. When you got when you got yeah, young kids running straight at you. as well. It was a ball. Yeah, exactly. But he scored some Barto. Mm-hmm. Look at all his Euro 2016 goals because obviously you're watching Yeah, you get, a, you get a move, yeah. Some of the goals he scored back in the day, just crazy. But no, I think someone like the boy needs to step up. He's an old one that needs to step up. Yeah. Totally. Well, I was thinking, I think about it as well. Like Hazard, he's a bit like Bale. Like you know, he hasn't doesn't perform for club, but whenever he's in in the Wales or the Belgium mm-hmm. shirt for for Hazard, he always turns up. And him in the last World Cup, he was mm-hmm. he was a special player that World Cup. Well, he, he didn't, he didn't like Merlin, for example. He's been on the radar a little bit. Yeah, recently. he was always sort of some hard for that kid. He's getting older. He's not getting taller. That's the thing with Belgium as well, like, they've got, like... <laughs> he's getting taller. <laughs> but they've always got a plan B or plan C. You can play on Ben Teke, and it's a lot more balls. Yeah. You can go to a single striker, you can go to a top. So, like, out of all the squads, they've probably got the most... They're probably the most differentiated, Yeah, yeah they've got, like, they got different options, yeah. They look pretty relatively easy group. They've got Denmark, Finland and Russia. I think Russia will come second in that group. Because they've got balls yeah. like Golovin, and who's the other one? What's other? Zuba, the striker. No, I think it's someone else. Sheroshev? Yeah, that's one. He's a freak. Mm. He's a freak. Um, yeah, just, they, they're, they're, they're playing their games at home as well, so that'll, that'll be a factor. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Oh, look, it's going to be... I'm just keen, man. I'm so keen. Yeah. Um, England. What do we think of England? My, my th- I think of England a lot like I think of United, Man United. Great talent. If you, if and if you put the right manager there, it'll it'll make them work. I I I, I just don't trust Southgate. I just think if they win their group, which they probably should, and I say I don't I, don't, I say probably unconvincingly. Let's just, let's, just remember, let's, re- let's remember people quick to forget Croatia World Cup final. Yeah, no, that, I was I was going to talk about Croatia. I've got I genuinely I've got them as one of the favourites. I genuinely do. I I will not be surprised. They come Sunday night. It's twelve thirty. Ten thirty. It's 12.30, 90 minutes are gone. Oh. <laughs> and I'm there in the casino looking at all these sad poems because they just got smacked 21. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But, on the other hand, I would also wouldn't be surprised if they get two corners and Harry Maguire scores from the He's injured. I don't think he's not playing. That's right. That's right. That's right. No, that's right. Well, nevertheless, I wouldn't be surprised if they get two corners and score two set pieces. So go both my freaking... That's that's why I see England at the moment. If Harry Kane doesn't score, the only way they're going to score is from the set piece. Yeah. But my, my thing about them as well is I, I, I can already I can already tell you now that Southgate will start Sterling and he's out of he, he and this is he, this you've is got that many I said, borders. I said to someone the other day that the difference between this England squad and the squad of old would be the young kids. If the young kids play, if Mason Mount plays, if Phil Foyle plays, if Bukayo Saka gets minutes, because I think he's all three of these blokes, they're, they're winners. People can say they're actually winners. And I look at people like Sterling, I look at even people like Kane, for example. Sterling, Sterling's gone and won a lot of things in their city, but they see that player is going to win your game in like I don't, a big semi final. I don't think so. No, Kane has never won a trophy. We're like we're done. He hasn't led England to a to a final yet. He's been around for a while now. He hasn't led England to a final. It's that time now where you bring up a full forward, you bring on Mason Mount, you give those young kids minutes. Even Bellingham as well. Bellingham as well. Greenish as well. Greenish, Greenish is a hard one. Greenish probably should start over Sterling. No, I don't think there's any. The problem is Greenish has been injured for a while. He's just come back from injury. That's, that's, that's the only problem. Yeah. But you look at people like Bellingham, even Sancho, they need to play. They need to play. If England want to do something, they need to play. Because you need these young kids running who are going to fight. Because yeah. look at that team there. I look at in 2018. They got lucky. They got lucky. They didn't fight. They beat, what, they beat Panama and Tunisia and they lost to Belgium. Beat who? Colombia on penalties. Yeah. And they then, got, and they got a retarded goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
Johnston. 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 I, I, I personally think he's better than. Um, I, I don't trust Pickford at all. I think Pickford's a joke. I, I have no faith in Pickford. He's, he's he just does dumb shit. No, exactly. He's not smart. I, I just don't trust him. But he always steps up to England. To be fair, Pickford. Yeah, like, he stepped up in the Nations League. Yeah, to some degree, he stepped up. He won stepped up penalties when he needed to. But um, I just. They don't scare me with me. England just gives me no, like, they're favourites. They're odds on favourites. I don't know how. Yeah. But really, stop. they'll smack Scotland. They'll probably beat Czech Republic. Uh, they'll probably, oh, I hope they'll lose Croatia. And you could probably like them to a bit of Belgium as well. Like, they've got this fantastic group of players. Yeah, attacking players. Are they world beaters? Oh, yeah, If you really look at that team, oh, the... the this is as much talent as they've had since probably Euro since the 2006 World Cup. Mm. We, we Euro say that, 2004. We, we say that. I think I swear to God, every time there's a big tournament, it's always all oh, England wins. Yeah, yeah. And to be fair, they 2010, they, 2010, 2014, they didn't make it out of the group in a, in a World yeah, Cup. Yeah, no, 2010, they got they got done round of 16. Yeah, but they always have talent no matter what. When you're in the best league in the world, you're gonna have talent. Oh, absolutely. And when I see the way these English young kids come through the ranks, that they always have. It's, I think it's a disgrace how they've never done anything on an international basis. If I look at, I look at France for example, right, who had a little slump between the wars of 2006 to now, yeah. they still got close, they still made a World Cup final, they just didn't win anything. Now they're, they're in the stage where they should have won the Euros, they won the World Cup, and they're, they're, they're going to try to win this. And roughly so, I saw mm-hmm. the stat the other day, can't tell Pogba, I've never lost a game with both together for Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I, I, I can't, if, if they need to win ugly, they'll win ugly. But this is my, this is my thing that I was going to mention before. It's that I will not be surprised if France come third and don't make it ugly. I will not be surprised yeah. because it's, it's inevitable for one of these three teams. I don't think it'll be Portugal because Portugal have winners. We'll love they've got a bunch of winners. They've got people like Ronaldo who just, he always steps up. The prick always steps up. Yeah. People like Fernandes, he just, he's a winner. I don't care what people say. He's a, when you've got winners around him, Fernandes will win, win the game. And their depth is... Crazy. I've never seen it. the best. The it, no, literally. If you look at depth with age, it's definitely Portugal. But uh, I think I think the winner of the tournament comes out of Group F. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. From, from the way that their team is set up, like they can, Fernando Santos can play them defensively. Mm-hmm. No, that's the thing with them in France. They can beat you ugly, or yeah. they can outplay well, they, you because yeah, they've got so much attacking, so much attacking talent. Yeah. Even like players like even players like Yorks, they got Bruno Silva. You know what I mean? Like yeah. people, someone like Odo, who no, no one's ever heard of, scored a world, scored a Euro, European yeah. Cup final winner. Do you know what I mean? But um, yeah, like I was saying before, like don't be surprised if that third place doesn't come from was a group E, whatever group they're in. Like because yeah. you, you need you need to be the fourth highest placed. You know the thing. The, the thing is as well in their group. Sorry, sorry to cut you off. They got like if, if you talk about the depth they've got. If Ronaldo's not firing in a game, Andre Silva's just had the season of his life at Frankfurt. He scored like 32 goals or something like that. I don't know how many goals on Felix my head. Well. Yeah, yeah, Jota as well, Felix. I, this, is a, this is the thing. I think Portugal are at a stage now where they're not going to get lucky like in 2016. Because I mean, can anyone say that one there was the luckiest, luckiest thing that ever happened. They didn't win a group stage. They didn't win a group stage game. They won two games in extra time. One, one, the on, pen, one on penalties. One on penalties. One, one in the semi-final normal time. Yeah, that's and then the final in extra time after freaking Nate. France had to post three times. If Benzema plays for France, but then they win the Euros. He got injured yesterday. Yeah, that's, that's also big. But I, the thing is with France, I, I like uh, Giroud and Griezmann. It works. 
He brings the best out of Griezmann yeah. and you can get Giroud doing what he's good at, holding the ball up, winning headed, little flick on right. headers, right. playing with his back to goal. That's what, they've got so many different ways of beating you. You've got Mbappe, that can beat you on the counter. You've got, you know, Pogba, who Dembele. can just ping balls around. Dembele, you know, you, they've got so much attacking talent. You look at the players they left home they've got, as well. They've got, they've got a centre-back playing right back, they've got Pollard playing right back. Mm. You know what I mean? I need to tear something. Same with Hernandez. Hernandez is a centre-back yeah. playing left back. That's the thing, they can hurt you so I'll, many I'll, ways. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you right, this is going to be controversial. I think their weakest, weakest spot is a goalkeeper. Yeah, Lloris is yeah, yeah, very he's a very good reflex keeper. Yeah, but he does. I like he's like Pickford a little bit. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't think I think you get away with on the international level when you got like people like Keith Pembang and ballers in front of you. Yeah, Varane. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting. Like I love watching France in big competitions because you get to see Kante find his normal position, and you get to see Pogba do what Pogba does. I don't care anyone says Pogba is the best midfielder in the world when he plays his position, and his position is he can freedom around the middle of that ground. He does what he wants. Some comes in. No one is better than him. You give me a midfield right now that's better doing that than him. Uh, yeah, Thiago maybe, but to some different players. But like yeah, I think what, yeah, if, yeah, but with the six with the six next to him with Fabinho or Kante next to them, Thiago, you can see what the, the, you can see the difference mm-hmm. it makes. So yeah, uh, we'll, we'll move it's on. Like Spain. Yeah, I was going to say Dark Horse. I don't think people are talking about Spain. They're another one where I yeah. think the young kids need to step up if they want to do something. These youngsters need to need to push because. They got no, well, no players from Real Madrid. Is that right? Yeah, I heard that. So uh, yeah, I think Ramos not being there might hurt them because uh, you look around, they haven't really got that many leaders. Busquets has just got COVID. Really? Yeah. I was waiting for something like that. But it's uh, and I think two Swedish players, I think, or Swiss players got COVID as well. So, um, you know, speak don't know speak Laporte. Yeah, yeah. That's but huge. even still, he hasn't played much football this season. He hasn't. But I think when you come into an issue, you you go to camp for three weeks, you play the two or three trial matches. You can sort of get away with it. And lucky with them, that their, their, their group is uh, probably, they should, they probably, should be, yeah, they should probably be the easiest group, I'd say. Sweden never never ride off Sweden. So they've got a couple of young kids uh, running to that half yeah, decent. Kulosevsky and yeah. um, what's his name? No, Isaac. Yeah. yeah, he's just had a good Schreiber. season. Yeah. Uh, and Poland's there as well. Like, you know, say what you want. Lewandowski's the, probably the best striker in the world. No, I, think, I think Poland's missing. I think in 2016 they were strong yeah. when they had players like Blazikowski for example, he's the first one from the line. They had a lot of good players that were in that prime. Now I look at their team and it's almost unrecognisable. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think even as a dark horse as well, it's going to be difficult for them. But if they had Van Dijk, Netherlands, mm. yeah. I just don't trust. I just don't trust yeah. the ball. Yeah, that's the thing. Now, I think he's now that they, they're going to lack that leadership stability. But even still, life. if you the thing is, yeah, like you you you're missing the best centre back in the world. But you've got Delict and you know De Vrij mm. as your two yeah. centre backs. Yeah. You know Depay's come off a good season. One Adams, one Adams had a decent season. You know you've got Daniel Marlin in there. You know they, they've got uh, what's his name, yeah, De Jong as well. Yeah, I know. They've got Dumfries at yeah. fullback. Worst comes you play blind centre back, Danny Yeah, centre back. You know what? You can get away with it at times. I can't wait till it goes to a pair of shootouts and Tim Cool comes on to say shoot penalties. Pretty sure he's not in the squad. Is. is he? Yep. Yeah, um, yeah but they haven't got Van Hart. You need a ballsy manager. The ball is a retard, man. Yeah. But look, I can't wait. There's who? I think Dubai is going to be up. Yeah. I think I look at players like De Jong, who's just Quincy. edging and wearing. Quincy, Quincy. Yeah, Quincy Cummings. That's, that's the one thing with Netherlands is that they've got a lot of kids or a lot of players that are ready to prove themselves. Yeah. And there's no better place to prove yourself than on the world stage. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that's why I think. I don't see them winning it because I don't think they have enough squad depth or they have enough consistency around yeah. the park like an Italy do, like a France do. 
Heck like a Spain do. Well, they've got a lot of young kids that are willing and ready to go. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think we've covered pretty much all the teams. Uh, mm. Let's go to Golden Boot winner. I'll straight up, I, I think Lukaku wins it. That's my pick. Josh? Young the boss, Kane. You just, you just can't. The thing yeah. is, like, you, you already know Kane's going to score two deflected goals. He's going to get two get penalties. A couple penalties you know yeah. I mean? He's going to end up with seven goals and probably knock out like, around 16. Johnny? Yeah, it's hard to look past Harry Kane. I mean, even someone like Robert Lewandowski, but our polling going to go far. Yeah, that's, that's going to be yeah. the thing that impacts him. Yeah, Gr- Griezmann scored six goals last year. He's, mm-hmm. he's on penalties. Mm-hmm. He's the penalty taker mm-hmm. with Giroud, you know, flicking onto him. Like yeah, I said, he'll be he, running he in behind. Three kicks as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, yeah, Griezmann. And I think Depay, I think Depay is going to have a huge tournament. I really well, do. I think if Portugal go back to back, I think Ronaldo is going to do. Yeah, there's so many players. Yeah. There's so many players. Um, I think talent-wise, this is probably one of the better Euros. And think, and, think, and, and think of the players that aren't playing as well. That's what I'm saying. I look at talent across the, across the spectrum. Right, this is probably one of the better Euros. Now, normally, there's a Serbia and then that's got a couple of guns. Like, I mean, a lot, uh, lot of big boys. Even that, that, that 12 month delay from last year, it's given players like a year to develop. Like Belling and Foden. Yeah, uh, it's given them nine months of uninterrupted football. Mm. To pick up form, get good like something like if Bruno Fernandes was going into the Euros last year, you'd probably think, oh yeah, no, he's dangerous. Giving him like an, an extra nine months of football, yeah, people think he's yeah, yeah, United, yeah, and he's establishing himself in that squad. Also, also, yeah, yeah, yeah. and even Jota as well. Yeah, exactly. Jota, right. Jota's yeah. gone from being like a an, a flashy, inconsistent player at Wolves. Well, you, to, you look, you look at the players that missed out in the in that England squad. Players like Grealish, mm-hmm. players like Saka. Even Mount to some degree, if they didn't have the small they wouldn't be there. Yeah, and not, I don't, I, I, they, they, the, the players Southgate pick the England squad of the players that deserve to be there. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, you know, I think, the, I, I think he's, he's, he's done a, he's done a bit something stupid with by not taking Ward Prowse when they're so reliant and so on that, set pieces. But the Ward Prowse plan. That's just, that's the thing you need. You need to understand. Like, but you, but they're not going to come off the bench for twenty minutes and give you an impact. But like, they, they might. They're light in midfield though. Just think if Declan Rice goes down. That's that's the problem. Who do you put in? Like Henderson hasn't played much football. Yeah, that's the thing. Belling, Bellingham's uh, he's okay in midfield, but I, I don't. Uh-huh. Die's not in the squad. Yeah, he's not in the squad. He's not in the squad. So like they're light, they're so light in midfield. That's the thing. You know they've got all these centre backs. He took four right backs. For five that's why. That's why he probably took Ireland to be honest. Because Ireland's that probably next man in the and he would do it. My he thing. Do it. My my only thing is with 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 taking Trent is you know Klopp. You know, in my opinion, is the best manager in the world, and he hasn't attempted to play Trent right back. So this bloke who's got you know has, has barely managed at an elite level, he's going to be the one to convert Trent to a right back. I I, I don't I don't know oh, how yeah, he's right, going to do it. Uh, to convert him to a midfielder. Like you, you for all the talk of how good Trent would be in midfield, the reason Trent is as good as he is is because he plays with the game in front of him, because he gets extra time on the ball, because all the players are in front of him. When you play midfield, it's a completely different game. Everything's around you. You're gonna to have to do more scanning. You have to be more aware of your surroundings. I don't know how in a tournament in a seven-game period at max, Gareth Southgate, who I don't rate as a manager, is gonna convert the best right back in the world to a midfielder. I don't know how the fuck you planned on doing that. You just don't care. You just do. I just think that, but that's the thing with international football. It's not even about thinking; it's about doing. Yeah, but the thing is, it, yeah, it's all well and good, but you know, midfield. It's not just so much of moving from right back to centre mid. There's tactic. You, you got to have. You got to change your tactical awareness. You got to change. You know the way Trent would have to adapt his play style significantly 
is he going to do that in a seven game period? I don't think so. That's my thinking. I don't know how the fuck. I don't know how well, Southgate. The game can, no longer becomes in front of you. Exactly. The game. Everything's behind you. Everything's everything's around you. I don't know how Southgate of all people was going to be the one to convert Trent to a centre mid. I, I don't. I don't see it. I watched. I've watched more or less every ball Trent's kicked in his professional career. I don't see how Southgate was going to do it. Yeah, no, you're right. That's you're that's right. my thinking behind it. They got that young like Kelvin Phillips as well. Like, is he in the squad? Yeah, yeah he is. Yeah. yeah. But are England going to play back three? Yes. Yeah. Because so, if Maguire's not there, I don't think he trusts Stones and Mings as a two, for example. Yeah, so he's brought Walker to play the third centre-back. And he recalled Ben White. He's got Ben White. I, would, I don't protect, think he... The one, the one thing I love the back three is like... It's extra be, protection. Yeah, extra protection, but needs be, you can always chuck a centre-back to fill a void in the midfield from yeah. one or two minutes to create an overload. So and you look at... That's where you say about midfield depth. Yeah, you say about midfield depth. You probably don't necessarily need it to play a back three. To some degree, as if you were playing like a 4-3-3. My, my only thing is, is Henderson's, he, not fit. Henderson's not fit and injuries can happen. That's my only thing. Yeah, uh, so, I'm not sure what why he's so light. Think about it, who, go, give me English starting 11 right now. What, what, who I would play or who, who I think Gareth would play? Just in general, who you think would play? Because, not even that, not even that, give me the front three. Not even that, because this is all about... The, oh, I would play Kane, Grealish and Sandro. And then someone like Rashford misses out. He will he will play Kane, Rashford and Sterling, I reckon. I don't but think he starts Foden, Sancho or Greedy. But then you can play Foden 10. Yeah, you mean? can, yeah. But and what about Mason Mount? Then that's the thing. That's why I'm saying these young kids need to play. My, my, you, this, put, you, put Mount, you put Mount on the wing or Foden 10 and vice versa. If, if, ever, right. if, if everyone... With a Sancho, with a Bellingham around the mark, you're going to win something. My, my, if I were... Southgate, with everyone that's available, assuming Maguire's fit, I'd play uh, Pickford in goals probably. Shaw, Stones, Maguire, Kyle Walker. Back four. Back four. I'd play Henderson and Rice in midfield. I'd play Mount as a 10, Grealish on the left, Sancho on the right, and Kane up front. Yeah. That's what I would play. Who is he going to play that? Probably not, because he's a spastic. I'm sorry, I can't stand him. When I, saw, when I saw he was linked to the Tottenham job, I got excited. <laughs> <laughs> I got excited. Like, he's a bum. He's a bum. Yeah, I, 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 don't, I, don't respect, I, don't, I don't respect him as a manager. I don't appreciate him as a manager. And I, yeah, that's why I don't think they'll ever win it. Same with that. He's, he he's just a, he's an English soul trier in my book. Nice, nice guy. He's a nice guy. He's not going to ruffle any feathers. He's a yes man. That, he's, yeah. he's, that's all he is there. He's a nice man. He's a nice man. He's a good man manager. He keeps the players happy. That's his best asset. Tactically, again, backwards. <laughs> Even still, you didn't, you didn't include Jesse Lingon into your squad, which is fair enough. I can see the merit behind but it. And then he's playing on a friendly match. What the hell? Yeah, I know. What's that got to do with anything? When you feel bad from, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a cap thing. Dude, you're setting up for a European competition. Your favourites to win it, you should be winning it with that team. Mm. Yeah, whether or not we don't, England should be winning this thing or getting really close. And you're playing a player, so in your squad, a player that's irrelevant for the next month coming up in football and you're playing him in a trial match getting yourself ready for this competition it makes no sense to me no sense at all well it tells you anything yeah. you know about him uh, player of the tournament go JP I need to do a think that's going to be tough um, yeah I think yeah it's going to be that's a big one look I think if Italy win it Chiesa wins the player tournament see I think if Italy win I think Barella is the reason why I think this is Barella's coming out party. Same, same with Chiesa. That, this is why I think Italy's got a big chance of winning it because there's a lot of players here that are coming out ready to, ready to go. Chiesa just can't, can't align from Fiorentina to Juventus. 
tror det här stjärnan Juve. Ole Inis är ens big big tournament nära. Ole Sang is a freaking world beater. That's what I said. But that's what I think. I think Vitali Winek Kiaz is the reason. Or Kiaz wins by the tournament. Another reason. I reckon by the tournament. A weird one. But... Don't say Perisic. No, no. Okay, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I reckon maybe Bruno Fernandes. I, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. And if he does... I, th- I just think the way Portugal are going to play suits him perfectly because it's going to be counter-attacking he's, and it's going to be... Because they're versing big teams. So they're going to sit off, they're going to counter-attack and it's going to allow him to get the ball and pick the long passes. Mm. And, you know, that's I think it fits him perfectly. But For yeah. me, if, if they win... So if they win their group... Um, yeah, if they win their group, they will get the runner-up of Group E. Who? I'm talking about Croatia. So I think, I personally think, they. I think Perisic. So you reckon, so you mean, you reckon Perisic? Tournament I reckon Perisic is going to get a player of the you tournament. You reckon Perisic is going to go on the run? Yeah. Because if, the, if they're smart, they come, if that, they'll try, come, you try come second in your group, then you're versing Sweden, Slovakia, or Poland in your second round. Mm. They win that. You're going, you're going quarterfinals, once you're there, anything happens. Perisic, Turned up in Euro 2016. It turned up in the World Cup. Red bitch as well. Red, yeah, I think for me, I, I for for his country. How old is he now? 2033. 34. Um, 32. He's just. This is his last tournament for me. This is the last time for him. He turned up in the World Cup. the World Cup. But no, this is the last time made a big impact. Yeah, I can. I've got for me. I I just I think he always turns up for them. He I, and I, I John. How many times have I said? For tournaments, Perisage always yeah, turns up. I wouldn't mind a Croatian kind of running again because like, I just need something different. Yeah. Like, even when they made the World Cup final, like, everyone was hoping Croatia would win it. Yeah, because um, there's a part of you, as football fans, you want to, you want, you you, like, you enjoy the fairy tale. You want to see the smaller scenes, team win. Scenes at the Croatian sports center. Yeah, literally. Well. And the dogs, the dog house. Um, <laughs> young player of the tournament. England go far. Yeah. Um, only because I think, like I said before, I think if England go far, it's due to the fact that the young kids have stepped up. And that's why I think it's this is finally the time to shine. Copped a lot of copped a lot of stick about like sticking around in Man City for, for maybe too long, not getting minutes. Came out this year, tore the house down. I mean, like two years, you know, two yeah. years ago now, he tore the house down in Man City. Now's his time to do it on the international stage. If they go far, he wins it. If not, maybe someone. What what counts as young players? Under twenty one or twenty five? Is it twenty three? Under twenty three. Maybe twenty three. Yeah. Is it? I know. I know the PFA is like under twenty five, but obviously, yeah, works. Because I'm just thinking, he's twenty four. Okay. I think Tielemans plays out of his skin and earns a big move. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, if I was Leicester, I would hope he does shit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You would. <laughs> yeah. Well, nah. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Because tournaments, tournaments make players. They make and break players. You look at someone like Hamid's earn a dream move off of a world, off the World Cup. No, exactly. Even someone like Donnarumma. Have you seen Donnarumma? Mm-hmm. Getting close to. That's the thing. If you, it's hard for a keeper to do that, though. I guess. Yeah. And if you, my thinking maybe again going back to Portugal, maybe Joao Felix, if he plays. Yeah. Or Diaz Young. Yes. Yes. Um, 
seen, you seen that bloke on TikTok? <laughs> no. Oh, no, there's this guy. If, you, if you're listening, you know what we're talking about. He, he's, like, he's Portuguese and he pronounces all the players' names like, properly and you, you're, just, you're just wondering how what he's saying is how it's spelled. But, yeah, anyway, that's... <laughs> Please sidetrack. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's pretty much covers it all. Last, lastly, uh, the most disappointing team. Who's going to let you down, Josh? Macedonia. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, that's a tough. It's a tough one. Look, I think I generally think out of that group of death, one team doesn't. Yeah, I was. Them. I was literally just about to say. So the winner for me, the winner comes out of Group F, and the most disappointing team comes out of Group F. Yeah. It could be you, anyone. It could be anyone. Because you look at it, it's either going to be the def- for me. If if I'm right, it's either going to be the defending champions, the defending world champions. Or Germany, who are a powerhouse in Europe. I'll tell you what, though, just keep an eye out for Slovakia. No, I'll talk about that. Is he still playing? Yeah. Play the well, we scored that bomb in the last Euros. I've always respected him with the low socks. You can trust a player with the low socks. I guess so. I guess so. Um, look, even like. It's hard to say Switzerland. Switzerland don't make other groups that disappointment. I think it is. Uh, but have you really got high expectations for Switzerland? No, but you expect that team to always be in and around there. They always yeah. make it. They yeah. always make you make it. could make a case for Belgium. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, anything, about, anything but semi-finals is probably yeah. a disappointment for I mean, them. So. Where we've held them to a high standard in this episode. Mm. Uh, I don't think a lot of people would hold them to a very high standard. So for them to not make the semi-finals, um, it's probably nothing less than a disappointment. Well, I think that pretty much covers everything for the Let me just read out Slovakia's team. Like, well, <laughs> let me read out some big names. Dubrovka, De Bro- De that goal for Newcastle. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've got Skriniar. Yep. Um, Hamasik. Okay, no, they're just so sweet. <laughs> yeah, that's all fucking. Um, yeah, North Macedonia's still got Goran Pandev. He's like 35. Yeah, he's, got, he's got a really good hairline as well. We know he did a speak on Austria. Yeah, is what's his name playing? Arnautovic? Because I said they were going to do something in Euro 2016 and they came bottom of their group. They got Dragovic? Uh, no, Arnautovic. No, where's Dragovic? Oh, is he Swiss? What? Yeah, Arnautovic is there. Philip Leinhardt. I know Dragovic is there. Because there's always that team that's like, oh, if they cause an upset, it was... Yeah, but I, I, see, that's the thing. I, I'm off the... Australia, North Macedonia, Netherlands, Ukraine. They should be getting out of that group. Austria. Australia. Australia. Well, I should have said Australia. <laughs> Australia, North Macedonia. They should be getting out of that group. She's done the Cop America pre. Think <laughs> <laughs> Australia's going to win? Um, no, you know, no, no, no. They, they pulled out. Yeah, soft. I think that... <laughs> anyway, as we speak about that, I know it's been a while. I know you've listened to the board, but the man, the man that gave every Australian hope the man that made Australia's dream, Ange Postecoglou, is going to Celtic. Like, yeah, I was just I was just about to bring it up. Uh me personally, if this gets if this goes over the line, which I, I assume it it will, and I I, I think it's going to happen in the next couple of days, you'll hear an announcement. This is probably one of the biggest moments in the history of Australian sport. Off, off field, off the field, the biggest signature for Australia. Uh, I I could make an argument that this is the biggest thing that's ever happened in Australian sport. No. I, I can genuinely make that argument. Why? So you're telling me you're around. What's it, you, if we're talking Australian sport, 
I don't want to hear about AFL and NRL. No, we won an Asian Cup. That's, yeah. to me, it's bigger than the coach. coach but this, but this, this, no, but hear me out though. This, this, so the only coach in recent times that has gone for men's football in Europe is Musker. They didn't give him time and he got sacked after nine games. If it, yeah, so. Even, oh, no, I think Musker, I think Musker, well. yeah, but yeah. Greek second uh, division. Joe and Turkey. Joe Montemoro. I said I did say men's football. That's my thing. Yeah, that's huge. Joe Montemoro, Coach Sarsfield. He just he just got the Juventus women's job as well. My thing is this is my this is my thing. If Ange goes there, I have no doubts that by if not this season, next season, once he gets his methods across and once he gets everyone playing his way, he'll be too much for Gerard. I I believe it, and I I think he'll he he. I say this is going to be. The, I, I say this is going to be as big as it is because this is going to change the perception of Australian coaches. There's going to be coaches now that will get a proper chance. Someone like a, a for example, a Steve Corica, who's won A leagues. He that he might be able to go and take the next step, and people might not be as hesitant. But, but this is the thing, though. Possibly took the next step, going to Japan. And he actually did something in Japan. A lot of coaches have tried to take the next step, but couldn't do what he did. Just said 20, 20, 20 degrees. Yeah, but he had them top. It was he, he, that would have got promoted. He left because for politics. Wow. He he was gonna get he dead so was gonna get promoted. Right, right, exactly right, mate. And when you talk about Musket, Musket was only there. He only had nine or eleven games or something like that. Give the guy time. He he was he was successful at Brisbane. A uh, uh, victory, excuse me. Uh, it definitely goes to show that football exists outside of Europe. Exactly right. Yeah, and you know you look at I could make an argument. Graham Arnold went to the J League, and the the, the whole um the, the thing with not being able to speak the language and having an interpreter it didn't work for him. I think it, if the soccer rules didn't come up for him. He probably could have gone and taken that asset. I think Graham Arnold's a decent coach. I don't think he's that bad. Like a lot of people, he, he, he cops it a little bit. I think he's a decent coach. So, and, and yeah, I, that's why I just think, oh. I think by, if Ange goes there and has success, there's a chance that it's going to go tits up for Ange. No, I think it'll go really well because I always think Koskov has been more of a club manager. Yeah, than yeah, I agree. I, I agree. used to criticise him a lot the way he used to coach Australia because we used to play like we were playing a 38 league game. Yeah. When you coach international football, you got one thing in job, what you go with one job, and that's what win games. Yes. So no matter how you play, no matter how good you do it, how bad you do it. So for me, Syria hitting the post against us is unacceptable because if they score, we're out of the World Cup. My thing is you as well, I mean? like you know, he, he had a full three three working well, and then he changed to that back three. Exactly. I think maybe if he had a bit more time, the back three would have worked. But he was doing it. He started doing it at the wrong time when we weren't Don't we weren't getting results. That yeah, you know I mean? that's the thing. Yeah, because he because he's because he's yeah because his methods take time to, to get across and because mm. he's got a very specific style of football and he's stubborn he's not going to change but him being there day in day out is going to be is is what makes him work is what makes his methods work and, so and he has to really if when it, when it gets confirmed if and when he really has to get those principles across quickly but yeah because for a baptismal fire he's got he's going to get Champions League qualifications the thing the thing is with mm. where he's going as well though realistically you as as so you just have to you, you just have to turn up and you're going to win the majority of your games the, the where the difference is going to be is those three games a season against rangers yeah but and 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 you and what you do in europe yes but i think being in a farmers league that's what it is there's two two drives in a farmers league you're right you need to turn up but you have to turn up because if you don't turn up you drop points and yeah that's my thing. when both teams are good Right, because it should be tight in those leagues. It should be tight between Celtic and Rangers. The team that drops the least amount of points wins because they turn up the most. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that's the that's thing. I think... Point of the game to I think purely because Celtic are uh, as big a club as they are and have got as good as players as they do, just by going to St. Mirren's, you can just turn up and win. 
and kill yeah and Aberdeen mm. oh, Aberdeen that's why but the only reason I say it's going to be as big as it is because if he's successful it, I think it completely changes the perception of Australian coaches and you'll start seeing more Australian coaches get a chance if he goes there and makes an impact and makes noise because you hear about it oh. Celtic are huge I think it opens the door this could be this could be the, the what's the, the saying the straw that breaks the camel's back in that aspect like if he gets it right I think you start seeing coaches get more chances out of Australia and out of Asia. Because, Josh, your mate, Arsene Wenger, where did he come from? In that Japan, mate. No, I agree. I agree with the concept. But, like... So, yeah, if you if, if there are any Celtic if, fans from Scotland... Yeah, say, if you're a good coach, you're a good coach. Yeah, I agree. If is a good coach, I think whether Postcoach does really well or it doesn't, I don't think it has a huge impact on what it means for the rest of Australian coaches. Because if there's a really good Australian coach out there, someone will pick him up I eventually. Don't. You know what I mean? Like you mentioned names like Steve Crow. This is my, this is this is Frank my thing. Hear me out, hear me out though. That Celtic fans were disappointed that they're gonna get Postacoglu instead of Eddie Howe. Ange Postacoglu has achieved more and is a yeah. better coach than Eddie Howe. Yeah. That's my point that's my point about perception. But because Eddie Howe is British, yeah. they would rather him. And because he's but what's what's Eddie Howe won? Ange has won a don't disrespect Eddie Howe. I, I'm saying in, in context, in context, to, did he not get Bournemouth from fourth division to first division? Compare that to what Ange's done. Ange's won a J League with, yeah. a, with, but with not the big. He's barely the biggest team in Yokohama, let alone the biggest team in Japan. Yeah, he's won. He won back to back A Leagues. He won 38 games on being in the A League. Yokohama Marinos, they're they're not a massive. Yeah, they're not. No, no, I'm not just, yeah. I'm That's not what I'm saying. I'm not just, he, I'm not Ange, Ange is a better coach. Ange is a better I'm coach not, and has achieved more in his career than what uh, Eddie Howe has. But they wanted Eddie Howe because they knew him and because Ange is Australian and he hasn't won, he hasn't coached in Europe. Yeah, this is my yeah, thing. No, this no, this will open the door of, is this will change the perception of, you know, you can get an outside hire. You don't have to get the guy that you're familiar with and fans won't be like, oh, for fuck's sake, why are we getting this bloke? This is what I think, this, this is what I think it will change. You'll see them go, oh, hang on, we signed this guy from Japan who's Australian. Oh, and he actually made a difference to Celtic. Maybe there are other Australians out there. How many people realistically? Kevin Musket did great in Australia. He won a couple alien titles. He did well here. He goes to Belgium and does and you know he coaches for five minutes and then gets sacked. I think if you go there, you see Ange struggle a little bit at the beginning and then get them working because he's gonna. If Celtic are gonna get him, they know there's gonna be a bit of there's gonna be a settling in period. They know he's gonna need time. They're not getting him that. You don't get a guy like Ange if you haven't done your research. As I was saying before, directly, if they, honestly speaking, Benny Howe came to A League directly with A League. A League's not it, people. Do people shit on the A League? Is can he deal with the salary cap? Can he deal with limited players? Yes. Can he deal with hot weather? Yes. How do you know that? Because though? he went from fourth division to first division. You would, yeah, but he didn't have any restrictions on him, Josh. You don't understand. What do you mean? Operating with the salary cap, yes, which means you can only get paid a certain amount of money. Exactly right. How do I in the prem? In the prem. You know, Ange Ange is the one that discovered Borussia, discovered Thomas Broich. He turned he turned Matt McQuay in one of the best midfielders in that team was full of ballers. I had Enrique there as well. Exactly. I had right. Ruda goals. I had uh, Theo goals. Yeah. Mike Theo Patosin goals. <laughs> Quick story for my followers out there. I was at the game where Brisbane, Brisbane were tuning down to Central Coast. I was at with Petter. Oh, my Petter, we were at the game. It's some club. Oh, I had to go to the toilet. Right. My dad's like, hurry up because I want to catch a bus. Because we're tuning down. Right. Anyway, I went to the toilet. Bang. Brisbane scored. So we stick around. Bang. Brisbane scored again. Extra time. Penalties. Brisbane won. You know, if I never had to go to the toilet, we would have been in that bus. We would have missed penalties. But. There's a quick story from my followers out there. <laughs> we'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. I think, Johnny. Thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, yeah. Hope I filled the spot for 
Mr. Popovich. Mr. Yeah, Popovich. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, we would like Popper's been here the whole time. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, 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 let's be honest, Popper's still recovering from his loss. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, thanks, fellas. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Instagram, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, you know where to find us at the Middle Diamond Podcast. Thank just, you. Just quickly, thank you, ASC Brothers. That's all. That is all. Thank Good you. Job.